0: So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 66 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am so excited to dive into this episode. We are talking about five mistakes you're making that are ruining your website conversion rate. So I've sort of dedicated January of the new year all to website podcast episodes, So um, how to help with conversion, how to choose the right theme on Shopify, and a few other things we're going to be diving into this month. So super excited because the website is really like the heart and soul of your business. It's your salesperson. It is everything. If your website is not converting for you, your business is not going to grow because you're going to have a hard time getting sales. And I realized I was going through um, a little bit over. Well, in December, I was going through the past year's episodes and realized I had very few episodes dedicated to your website. So anyway, I'm doing a revamp of content and sort of the pillars I'm going to be focusing on for this year. And a lot of it's going to be towards your website. So I'm super excited. But anyway, let's kind of dive into it. So before we dive into this episode, I want to just let you know that I have a new freebie. And I want you to take three seconds after you listen to this episode and download the freebie. The link is in the show notes below. It's a freebie that will help you basically it's tips to help with your website conversion. So today we're talking about mistakes that you're making that are crushing your conversion rate for your website my freebie will give you all the right things to do so your website actually converts into sales. So it's a brand new freebie. It's like 26 pages. It's amazing. Lots of goodness as always. So be sure to uh, download that freebie. Um, Okay, let's dive into it. So I'm excited about this episode. I love website stuff. I love helping with your website. I love talking about website stuff. And I see mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake all the time and between my students and my slay and scale program, um, clients that I work with. And then just in general, when I'm, especially over the holidays, when I was doing online shopping, it, it kills me, you know, cause I, I want you guys to get sales. I want you to grow your business, but I see similar mistakes on websites over and over and over and over again. And so we're going to talk about the top five things that you're doing on your website right now. That are crushing your conversion rate and in turn crushing your sales and not in a good way, um, in a bad way. So let's dive into it. So, and let's just before we start about the mistakes you're making, I want to just quickly talk about why your conversion rate is important and like sort of how that works. Conversion rate for your website is basically like how many people visit your website, and ex- in turn, how many sales you get. So if you have a hundred, I'm I'm terrible with math, so I'm not even going to try to attempt to do this. But if you have you know a hundred website visitors uh, this past month, and your website converts at a two percent, two you know two percent of that then you're going to get what is 2%? of This is one of those questions. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, no, I'm not. Because I forget simple math. Anyway, it's basically like probably one or two sales. Everything that you do for your business, it's sort of like one part of the pie is your website conversion. And then the other piece of the pie is traffic that you're driving. So you can drive all the traffic in the world. But if your website conversion is not working for you, you are wasting your time by driving traffic, sending people to your website, and then your website isn't getting them to buy. I want you to kind of always remember that. So, moving forward, we're going to have a lot of episodes that are going to be around traffic and how to drive traffic. But for today's episode and for this month of the website theme, I want you to sort of constantly be thinking about your website, how your website's converting. And again, in my free download, I give you all the things you need to do to help increase your website conversion rate. I tell you how to find your website conversion rate in Shopify. Um, and I tell you all the things you can do to help inc- increase that. Before we dive into the five mistakes, just be aware of your conversion rate. Take a minute, go to your Shopify store, go into your analytics and take a peek at what your current conversion rate right now is. Um, the average conversion rate for an e-commerce store is between one uh, one to 3%, um, but you really want like two to 3%. If it's higher than that, you're kicking ass. If it's lower than that, then there's some issues and this episode is perfect for you and my freebie. So please download it. It'll really help you. I promise. If your website converts at 2% and you're getting 100 website visitors per month, and you can, it's literally simple math, you can work backwards, you know you'll probably get like one or two sales, that's it. So if your business isn't growing and you're like, well, what do I do? How do I get more sales? The first thing I'm going to ask you is what is your conversion rate Two, how much traffic are you driving each month? And those are the two most important questions you need to know for your business. Because if you understand your conversion rate and you understand how much traffic you're getting, then it's not going to be a surprise when you're not getting sales. And so again, the trick is how do we increase traffic? How do we get more people and get more eyeballs to visit your website? Which again, I cover... 100% in my Slain Scale Product Academy course, which will be opening at the end of January, FYI. Uh, So keep your eyes open for a amazing five-day free challenge that we're going to be launching as well before we open up the doors to the course. That's sort of how conversion rate is, and that's why it's super important. So basically, the more you can improve your website, the higher potentially your conversion rate will be. And even if you make some of these changes today and you download my free um, improve your website conversion rate free download, it'll help you for sure. Um, But even if you improve your conversion rate by 1%, think about how many more sales you will get for your business. That's the difference between getting like two sales versus five sales. So you always want to be improving your conversion rate and you always want to be improving, getting more traffic to your website. So I just want to make sure that's clear before we dive into all of this, because what I see happening is you have this really great, beautiful product, but you go, to, I go to your website and I see all the mistakes that we're going to talk about today. And I know 100% that your conversion rate is probably not as good as it could be. And so, by implementing these changes, you can improve your conversion rate and literally instantly get more sales. It's simple math. If your conversion rate is 2% and you're driving 500 people per month, you're going to get a certain percentage of sales from that. So, always keep that in mind. And you want to be improving your website. Okay, let's dive into it. So, when it comes to your e commerce store, your Shopify store, Five common mistakes are ruining your website conversion rate, and in turn, you're not getting enough sales. So let's dive into it. Number one, when someone goes to your website, it's not clear what you sell or who it's for. This is one of the most important things on an e-commerce website. There's a part of the website. It's called the hero section. It's like the very first section when you go to a website. So even if you open up your phone, you like. So right now I have an example on my other laptop screen, BarkBox.com. So if I go to BarkBox on my phone, um, I'm going to see an image of a dog and I'm going to see a statement on there and I'm going to see a call to action button. So all that information is called above the fold. And whether it's mobile or desktop, that's like, that's the most important part of your entire website because someone lands on there and if they don't see what they like, if they don't feel like what you're selling is, is what they're looking for or what, or what they need, they're going to bounce from your website. So it's very important that that section is a hundred percent nailed down. So what you want is you want a really beautiful image at the top. You want like your selling statement, what you sell, who it's for, and you want to have a call to action button with a color that kind of pops off the screen. So if your brand colors are, you know, orange and like light pinks, you know, you want to make sure that that button pops off. So you don't want to use a color that's going to blend in. So I just want to kind of talk about this a little bit more. Most websites I go to actually That first piece that I'm talking about is like that part where, you know, it's your hero image with a statement. Um, Most websites actually haven't done a great job with that part. And I understand if you're a new e-commerce shop, building a website is really, really hard. I totally understand that. And again, this month, I'm going to be giving you a lot more website tips. So copy and lots of other things. Um, I understand it's not easy to build a website. Um, And like, literally, that's why I do what I do. Um, My Slain Scale Product Academy course, I have an entire module on how to create your own website without hiring a $10,000 designer. And I created that part because I feel like so many people struggle with their website and they struggle with what to say, product photos, descriptions, um, like the user experience, just like the flow, what to put in the website People struggle so badly with it. And I am obsessed with, I feel like I deep down think I'm some sort of website designer and I'm really not, but I've been doing this for, you know, almost six years now. And I I have a good, and plus my background is marketing. And so I have worked on websites before and I've worked on all sorts of different things. So it's not hard for me, even though, you know, it's, it's, it's a new thing to do. So I understand it's really frustrating, so just know you're doing you're doing great and I'm giving you a virtual hug because I know with <laughs> my poor 1-on-1 clients that I have most of them I, I sort of make them redo a lot of their website and it's it can feel painful you know so I understand it's frustrating and I'm giving you a virtual uh virtual high five um and a virtual hug and like I said most people haven't nailed that first part down and so if you're at this part now and you're like well I don't know if that part of my website is, is good enough, you know, I'm going to give you two examples to take a peek at. So I'm going to look at my other website and monitor right now. I apologize about the clicks because I know my microphone picks up everything. Okay, so one of my favorite brands, and you, pr- if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me doing unboxings because I'm like obsessed with them. It's called Little Sue. L I T T L E S O U S. So I want you to take a minute and go to this website. If you're, you know, if you're sitting at home right now listening, take a minute and open up your browser or open up your phone and go to littlesue.com, s o u s.com. And I want you to look at their website. Their website is So when I talk about that first section, the mistake is it's not clear what you sell or who it's for. That's the mistake. Um, the action step here is that you want to have a really good hero image with a statement. So Little Sue is inc- they they're everything they do is incredible. So kudos to the owner of, of Little Sue. I think it's one of the best subscription boxes I've ever tried. Um I the, I remember the first time I got the box in the mail. I was like gushing over the packaging. Every single thing about this box is high end and beautiful. And it just it like warms my little heart because I love my little high end brand um, businesses. But anyway, if you go to their website, you go to you see an image of um, the box, you see an image of the inserts, the product, um, some food. So it's a cooking box for kids. So when you go to their website, that's the first thing that you see is you see an image of the box, you see food, you see little inserts. And then in the middle, it says learn to cook the fun way. And then in bigger font, the monthly cooking subscription for kids and parents. And then there's a call to action button that says get started in orange. So immediately when you go to their website, you know exactly what they sell and who it's for. A hundred percent. There is zero, zero confusion. A monthly cooking subscription for kids and parents. Um, learn to cook the fun way. So they're telling you. It is a cooking subscription box for kids. And two, they're sort of insinuating it's going to teach you how to cook. So there's zero confusion when I go to that website. And I've ordered – I'm a customer of theirs. I get their box every single month. I've been getting it maybe for six months now. They're, they nail every single thing you do. So if you're forever looking to do some market research – um, order if you have a, a kid or um, maybe a friend or even if you're just like eff it. I just want to see what their box is all about. It's it's incredible. Um, their emails, their box, the inserts that come in the box, the product, every single thing about this subscription box. I am obsessed with. So I just wanted to give you a quick example because um, one, I think examples are super important because I can tell you what not to do, but if I'm not giving you some example, it's kind of hard to know like what you should do actually. So they're a really, really good example of having that really good solid hero statement and having, or sorry, hero image, and then having that statement of what they sell and who it's for. They have nailed it 100%. So one kudos little sue box, you're nailing it. Um, I have a few other examples that we can go through quickly. Um, another one, and I don't want to do all subscription boxes, but my laptop actually died right before I started recording this. And now I don't have any of my browsers up. So now I'm, um, I might come back to that if I remember who I pulled up for an example, but, um, I know for example, like the CEO hat club, I'm just going to actually open up hers. I use her as an example all the time because I think she's amazing CEO hat club. Okay, so if you go to another website, CEO Hat Club, so this is actually one of my clients who I helped her get her business um, launched, and I also love her brand. I use her as an example all the time because I think she's a genius, and she's just created this beautiful brand. So anyway, the CEO Hat Club, so go to CEOHatClub.com. So this is a very high-end e-commerce shop, and she sells hats for CEOs, um, so you go to her website and instantly you see this beautiful picture of, uh, there's multiple pictures, lifestyle. So you see a girl wearing a hat and then you see another picture of a girl wearing the hat. And then you see a different picture of the hat on a Christmas tree. And then a different picture of three hats on some sort of like holiday display. And then one of the captions says, put your CEO hat on. Then another slide, it says the holiday edit and it says shop holiday hats. Another one says, give the gift of confidence, and it shows a hat on the Christmas tree. Um, And then another one says, big hat energy looks good on you. And then it says, get the look here. So it shows, number one, you know immediately what they sell. They sell these really beautiful, um, I don't know the exact type of hat it is, but it's like a... um, I don't know, fedora style hat, like bu- not bucket hat. I'm blanking on the name. Um, Oh, stiff brim, like a stiff brim style hat. So they're beautiful hats. But she has these beautiful photos, beautiful lifestyle photos. It's not a hat with a white background. It's showing what the hat looks like in real life. That is the absolute key. When you're building your website, you have to use lifestyle pictures that show what you sell and who it's for. Don't make people imagine. Show them what your product looks like. So those are two examples. One is, again, Little Sue Box. One is the CEO Hat Club. They do a fantastic job of showing you exactly what they sell and who it's for right away um, on their homepage using a really beautiful photo and something. I call it like a value statement. But it's basically a statement of what you sell, who it's for. So I know for my old business, the Dapper Dog Box, um, I had a I changed my website multiple times, but I had, you know, a picture of lifestyle picture of the of of a dog with the box in some sort of a background. And then the caption or my selling statement or value statement was something like a monthly box of uh, a monthly dog. I don't know. I I actually forget what I wrote. I probably should have had that pulled up. But something like a monthly box of goodies for your dog and then something like toys, treats and bandanas delivered to your your door every month or something like that. Um, And then I had some kind of a call to action, like get a box or give a box. So simple, but very clear who it what I sold and who it's for. So this is probably one of the worst mistakes that I see on most websites is you go to a website and you just you have absolutely no idea what they're trying to sell to you. There should be zero confusion whatsoever. When you go to someone's website, you should know right off the bat, what they sell and who it's for. So let's move on to number two because I feel like I've repeated myself like 25 (laughs) different times. But I have to because I see the same mistakes over and over again. So I know it's not obvious to people. Okay, mistake number two, and this is a really big mistake and this hurts you and your website and your sales. Your product photos just are not, they're not good. They're not good. I have another word written on my My list of notes right here, but I'm trying to not swear anymore. Well, I'm trying to come back. So I'm not going to say the swear word, but your product photos are crap. Okay. That's the word. I mean, that's not the word I wrote, but anyway, when I, when I say your product photos are crap, um, this is what I mean. They're not, they're not, they're not doing your product justice. Most of you out there have these beautiful products. Either you hand make them or you're again like, you know, you you order hats from a, a different vendor, a wholesaler. Either way, you have these beautiful products and your product photos aren't doing your product justice. Product photos, so I always say website and product photos are the two most important things for an e-commerce business to have. Minus like, you know, creating a brand and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to like the foundationals, Webs, your website, and your product photos are going to actually sell your product more than anything else. And if those two are not dialed in, your conversion rate's going to suck again, hence this entire podcast episode. So, your product photos need to be able to convey what your product does, how it works, who would be wearing your product or using your product. Um, the product photo should be showcasing like the different size of your product dimensions. Think about if you go into a store and the reason pretty much forever it people shop, they go into a store. And if I am, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that I've bought recently. Okay. I just bought a bag recently. So I went into the store, actually it was at Target, um, I went into Target and I was like looking around at the different bags and I'm, you know, what do you do when you want to see what a product is like? You touch the material or the fabric or whatever the outside of the the product is. You pick it up. Maybe you smell it if it's like a candle or something. Um, But you're examining what the product looks like, how it works. Does it look good on me? How would I use this? That's what your product photos have to be able to do online, which is not necessarily an easy thing it takes work but the mistakes that i see for the most part is that you have a white background photo you might have one image of a white background photo and that's that's it that's your entire product photos that is not it's not good enough um i want to see lifestyle photos so what what that means is so again for my old business the dapper dog box um I would have a box with a white background or some sort of a simple background that showed the box and the products inside. And that's it, right? But we need more than that. I want to see a dog holding the toy or a dog playing with a toy in the box. That's going to evoke more emotion and that's going to convey way more Um, to a customer what it would be like to get your product in real life if you see if you're looking for a subscription box for dogs or you know a box of goodies for a dog and you see you know a couple photos different photos of dogs playing with toys in the box you're going to be way more likely to want to buy that box um, than if they just had like a white background photo and no lifestyle photos so again if you sell women's hats show people wearing the hats show people Wearing the different hats you have with different outfits, different seasons, things like that. Um, if you have a candle, yeah, you can have a white background photo, but then have other candles. Show what the candle looks like in a house, in different people's houses, with different home decor. Your product photo should always be showcasing how the product is used in real life and where someone would be using it. So that's really important, Um So like, I'm just thinking of someone else, one of my students in my Slay and Scale course. um, So for all my students in my Slay and Scale Product Academy, I do website audits for them because the website is, like I said, it's the most important thing. I want to help you with your website. And one of my students in the program, she she sells earrings. I think she sells other jewelry too, but mostly earrings. And when I went to her website, while some of the photos like were definitely nice, there was no, like not a single photo of a person wearing it and you're selling earrings. Like you have to be able to show faces, show earrings, show the outfit, show different locations. Um, That is how someone's going to envision themselves wearing your earrings. So you, and so again, of course, that was like probably the biggest feedback I gave her on her website audit was like, We need to see lifestyle photos. I'd rather you have less product and spend more of your time and energy getting photos of people wearing your earrings than just having these like white backgrounds or um, backgrounds that don't have people. It's very important to show to have people in your website. I always say on your homepage, you should have at least one to like three to four smiling, happy humans on your website. Um, humans connect with other humans, smiling people. Also, when we look at a smiling person, it's going to make us feel something. So, um, that's a huge mistake that I see is like, you're not showing how the product is used in real life and you're not showing people using your product. And then the other mistake with product photos is in this one, I see this all the time, all the time. Um, your product photos are not the same size. I go to a different <laughs> and i'm like and i'm very tuned into websites so i pick up on like all these mistakes all the time most people may not notice but when it comes to our website well our goal is to like one make it idiot proof for people to find what they need to buy make it easy for people to buy Two, um make it easy for them to find things so if they're looking for a specific type of like candle or dog toy, make sure that your website is easy to navigate. That's it. I'm going to talk about navigation at the end. So those are two big things. I forget what I was even talking about right now. Um, I was talking about something with product photos. But yeah, I start talking and then I forget what the point of that whole thing was. So anyway, uh, if it comes back to me, I'll bring it back up. But, uh, oh, okay, the different sizes. So w- when we're building a website, we want to have easy navigation, make it easy for people to find stuff, make it easy for people to buy from us. And then three, we want to have a really great, it's either called user experience. You might see the letters UX, that means user experience, but customer experience, pretty much the same thing. We When someone goes to our website, we want it to represent our brand and what we sell And a lot of times you go to different websites and you do not have a good customer experience. You do not have a good user experience. You go to someone's website and it looks shitty and messy and sloppy and none of the images are lined up and the text is like kind of all over the place and the images are crap. Um, I see these mistakes every single day. And I know for me as a consumer, I go to your website and... Uh, and I know I'm not alone here, you know, um, because I view a business, especially an e-commerce business, I view your website as like the representation. It's kind of like going into a store. Say you're, you know, shopping for something in your hometown and you go into a store and everything looks dirty and messy and sloppy. Are you going to stay in that store or are you going to walk the hell out the door? Um I know for me, I'm going to walk the hell out the door, and actually, that happened to me recently. I went into a store, and it just like it smelled bad, and I was like, I feel like I'm going to catch germs from touching something. So it does happen, but that's the same thing about your website. Um, if your if your website's sloppy, people can see that, and they're not going to want to stay on your website. So think of the think of the um, you know the same thing as going into like a sloppy, messy, dirty store. And people leave right away. The same thing for your website. So I want you to always be monitoring your website and just saying, does this website look good? Does it look clean? Am I giving my users a good experience? And if I'm not, how can I change that? So always think of that. So when it comes to product photos, again, um, one thing that makes the user experience very negative is when the images are different sizes. So you're going through a website and you see like uh, maybe they're showing like a three-part collection or like they're showing three different collections or something. And one image is maybe like, Uh, vertical sorry horizontal and then the next image in the middle is like a square shape and then the image to the right is uh, horizontal can you imagine how like your eyes would kind of go all over the place that looks super messy that is one thing that will kill your website even though you might be like oh no one cares if the product photos are different they do unconsciously care because it makes your website look messy and again it's like the same thing with the store. You don't want to have a messy store. You want things to look really, really clean. Sorry, my dog's just ran into the room. So you want to always, when you're doing your website, you want to always edit the photos so they're the same size. I personally, and I always recommend this size, but it doesn't, it literally does not matter what size. I like to edit all of my photos, especially on a place where there's like a collection of photos or on my product page. I like 600 by 600 pixels. It's, It's easy, it's clean, it's like kind of a square, but not really a square. And it just works on most websites, on most product pages. It's like a nice square-ish size image. So you can edit your images to be anything. If you wanna do 1000 by 1000, or you wanna do 700 by 700, it literally doesn't matter. Just keep the images consistent. If there's a part of your website where you have two like horizontal images, make them the same size. Um, if there's like, um, I'm trying to think of like websites that have images. So, like, I know on the CEO uh Hat Club, like, she has something where you scroll down from her hero section and she has um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She has um, a seven. Well, okay, six of the images are the same, one is a gift card. So that's going to be a different size, which that makes sense. But she has six featured products on her website, and they're all a really beautiful horizontal. I'm sorry, I cannot talk today. They're a nice vertical size. I'm not sure, like a two by three type of thing. But every image is the same exact size. So when you go there, it looks super, super clean and neat. So that's the kind of thing that you want for your website, whether it's your product photos or different pieces of your website. Um, Again, Not every image on your whole site has to be the same. But again, if it's like you're doing a featured collection and you have multiple images on a row or on like one section of your site, those should be the same exact size. If it's your product photos, those should be the same size. So that's a huge mistake that I see businesses making is they have every image all over the place is different size and it looks extremely sloppy. And then lastly is for your product pages. So I'm going to talk about product pages next because there's just so many mistakes I see on that. Um, Sorry, my dog is like breathing really heavy into the mic right now. I promise that's not me. Heavy breathing. Um, (laughs) And if you're watching this on video, you can see him right now. He just wants all the attention. Anyway, um, so for product photos, the biggest thing, the next mistake I see with product photos is not enough images so we talked about not having lifestyle images enough we talked about not having the right size but also you need to have a lot of different variety of images especially if you sell things like clothing or handbags or things like that where people really need to see um, up close and personal the different size of things the different features on the bag Um, this is a mistake I see so people will sell products and they have one image that's not enough. You need lifestyle images. You need like the simple background that's consistent on all the different other products you sell. Um, but you want to also have those small details. So for example, one of my clients, Patrick Pet, um, they sell dog toys. And um, what we do is we, get, we have someone that will take photos and they oftentimes, depending on how many like toys and how much time we have, they'll like zoom in on specific features of the toy. Maybe it's like um, a toy that has um, two toys in one. So they'll zoom in on like the second toy or if it's a handbag company. For example, one of my favorites to use for product photos is Claire V. And we're going to talk about them next in the product pages. But they do a fantastic job if they they sell these like, you know, two three dollars $300, $400 handbags. If you're selling a high-end product, you need to have a lot of photos of your product. So for Claire V, they're selling handbags. They would have a picture of the bag from the front. They would have the side angle. They would have the bottom angle. They would have a zoom in on the strap. They would have a zoom in on the buckles. They would, ha- they would zoom in on every piece of that bag. Because if someone is going to be spending $300 on a handbag, they want to know all those little details. They want to be able to zoom in and see all those little details. So just make sure that you have enough product photos. It, it makes a huge difference. Again, you're trying to provide that in-person experience of shopping where they can you can pick up a bag and touch it and you can look on the inside. You can try it on. You cannot do that online. And so when you're selling a product online, you have to be able to show all the same things that someone would get shopping in person, which is not easy. But if you have enough product photos, you can do that. Okay, mistake number three. So again, we're going to be going through five mistakes or so we're, we're we're getting there. Mistake number three is your product pages are not converted, like they're not working out for you. They're not done correctly. They're not done. They're not optimized. So when I say your product pages, it's you sell a product, you have your homepage, you probably have, you know, a blog page about us, whatever, but then you have your individual product pages. These pages are, again, that's like the salesperson in a store. Like this is, you know, if you ever go into a store, um, I'm trying to think of something that I've gone into a store recently where someone was helping me. I actually hate people in stores helping. I'm like, no, I don't need help. I can find what I need. Um, Like leave me alone. But if you're looking for something, uh, okay, I I got one. So I was actually buying um, beer for my dad for Christmas, and someone was in the store. And I go to the beer aisle. I'm not. Someone who was in the store. I go to the beer aisle. I know nothing about beer. I love wine, and I know he likes a specific type of beer. But like, I didn't know, and they didn't have that beer. So I was like, oh, I don't know what else I need to get. Um, so this other guy was standing there and I said, do you know anything about beer? Could you help me? And he was like, sure. So I said, this is what beer my dad likes. It's like something super specific. I was like what else could I buy? And so he starts telling me all about these different beers and and what they go with and you know how they're similar and you know he was almost like sell- he was like he was like a beer seller. I mean, he should have been. Um he did a really good job of describing like the not like the fl- kind of like describing the flavor, what it would taste like, what it would go with, how it's similar to the beer that he wanted. So he was really doing a great job of like being descriptive with the product. He was telling me how it could be used, what you could have it with, um, what kind of taste it was, that kind of stuff. And as someone who doesn't know anything about beer, I was like, okay, that sounds perfect. That sounds exactly what he is looking for. So I'm going to buy that. So he really helped like fill in the gap for me, even though this is like a really random example. It's kind of the same thing. If someone goes to your product page on your website and you're selling hair scrunchies, you know, you need to describe how the product can be used. If your hair scrunchies are for people with thick hair, talk about that. Talk about what are the pain points that people with thick hair have? Um, how does your scrunchies solve those pain points? Where could the scrunchie be used? Could it, is, it, is, it, is it meant to be used on a special occasion or is it meant to be an everyday scrunchie? Um, like talk about those things. It's really, really important to talk about how the product can be used, key selling points, all that kind of stuff. So oftentimes what I see people making on their website is they have a product and they have almost no information. They just say like, here's my product, buy it. That's not enough. People, people want, people have questions. People want more information and you want to focus on like storytelling and talking about how the product can be used in real life. What are the key selling points, um, People care more about key selling points than like features of, of a product. I know another one of my clients, I'm trying to think of like this specific example, but it's kind of popping into my head. She sells uh, pet products. And when I was helping her with her website, she she had very little information. So when it comes to, to dog products, you know, dog collars, dog leashes, especially for a dog collar, like people need... People need to be able to look at that very quickly and say, OK, I want to buy your dog collar, but I don't know what size to get. So for this particular person, um, she had something on her website initially that was it was in like not centimeters or mil- it was in like centimeters or millimeters or something. And I was like, you know, the my feedback is that most Americans know inches. So obviously she pulled that from the manufacturer, probably overseas, Um But in the US, like we know inches, we, we likely maybe don't know, like, I forget if it was centimeters or millimeters. I have no idea. I I think millimeters is liquid too. (sighs) Again, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No. Um, So my feedback from her was, you know, we have to change that to inches. Like don't say your dog collar is 30 centimeters, say it's 12 inches. People People can conceptualize 12 inches, but people, most people here can't conceptualize what 30 centimeters is or whatever it was. So it's like small things like that, that make it easy for people to to buy from you. Because I know if I went to a website and there wasn't any like size chart, there wasn't any information on um, what size call it, like the, you know, how many inches the dog collars are, I would have no idea what to buy and I would leave the website because I'm too impatient to sit there and try to find information, the information should be right there for you. Again, for my client, we worked on creating a new size chart with everything in inches. So here's our medium collar is for a 10 inch dog neck. If you have no idea what, how many inches your dog's neck is, like me or most people, give um give breed examples. So for this particular client, I said, you know, it would be really good to put breed examples. So a medium collar is great for a french bulldog, a mini doodle, um a boston terrier or whatever it is. Um our large the large collar is great for a male golden doodle, a golden retriever, a labrador mix. Breeds that one she gets client customers from or popular breeds um and two just breeds that people know because you can have a frame of reference if you know okay i have a like my dog asha is a 60 pound lab mix so i know that um if i'm going to be buying a collar then i I'm probably going to be buying a large, but if there's a reference to like a Labrador or a German Shepherd, I know, okay, that's the perfect size for me because I have that frame of reference. So you want to think of things like that, um, especially if your products have different sizes or things like that, like make it easy for people to know what to buy from you. So that's just a bit of feedback for that. Um, And then the next mistake that I see people making is the checkout process is really, really complicated. And this is a mistake I see. Um, Not all the time, but but often enough that it just always pops out in my brain. So there's a few things. You always want your what? You want to make it easy for people to buy from you. And if you're not, you're losing money every single day. Um, I recently bought something from a shop and they made me create an account in Shopify, which is so annoying don't ever make people create an account before they give you a penny. Just don't. In Shopify, you can click something in your settings that makes accounts optional. I forget where it is. It's somewhere in the settings. You can literally Google it. But if you're if you right now are requiring people to create an account before they buy from you, you're literally losing money every single day and I need you to take 20 minutes And fix that in your Shopify store, please, because you are losing money. People are incredibly impatient. We as people are getting lazier and lazier and less patient. And if you are not making it easy as F to buy from you, you're losing money. And I I want you to make money. And those are small things that are crushing your conversion rate. So that's one thing is basically like things like requiring an account before people pay. Two, not having things like PayPal. People can say what they want about PayPal. I've had a lot of people that would say, oh, I don't like PayPal because of X, Y, and Z. Listen, here's the deal. PayPal works because it makes it easy for people to buy from you. So I would love for you to do a little experiment. If right now you don't have PayPal as a payment option, I want you to look at your conversion rate for the last like month or so and write it down. And then I want you to add PayPal as a payment processor and then use it for one month and see your conversion rate and see how much it goes up. I guarantee you it'll go up like the same day. You'll get sales. People love PayPal because they don't have to do anything. They don't have to go and get their credit card and spend five minutes typing in the credit card information. If you're upstairs and you're looking to buy a handbag, and then when you go to buy and they don't have PayPal, um, you have to go downstairs and go grab your credit card. And again, like people are lazy. Do not ever assume that people aren't lazy because they are. Everyone's lazy. And we are getting more and more and more and more lazy because of things like Amazon and Netflix. Everything is on demand. Everything you can order from your phone and it shows up at your doorstep in like five minutes. So people are getting lazier and that's okay. But you as a business need to adapt and and um, make it easy for those people. So if you don't have things like PayPal, you're missing you're missing opportunity, I'm sorry. So I encourage you and invite you to try out PayPal Um, there's other things that you can add, like there's Shopify pay. There's all sorts of things that you can add in as payment processors, but things like PayPal, um, most people have PayPal. And if you have PayPal, you click a button, two clicks and your product is ordered. You don't have to sit there and put in all this information, the credit card, the name, the address, the shipping details, the billing details. People don't like to do that. So just keep that in mind. And then lastly, um, one of the mistakes I see is poor navigation. So navigation is that thing at the top of every website that will say something like shop, home, blog about us. Okay, so when it comes to navigation, um, I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I don't want to confuse you. But when it comes to navigation, you want it to be, again, you want to make it easy for people to find what they need. And so you want to be able to have something at the top that has like a shop button or something. And then you could do something like a nested navigation or nested menu. And it w- it's almost like a drop down. So if you sell, um, I'm thinking of one of my clients who sells skincare products and she has something like facial oils. So it'll say something like shop and then you kind of cover and it drops down and it will say um, oils masks, something like that, like face wash, creams, lip balm. So it's like very, it's very specific, you know? And then she has something that says um, for skin type, like oily or dry or something. That makes it easy for people to find what they need. So if you're a skincare company, you have to understand who is my customer and like, what are they searching for? Why are they coming to my website? And how can I make it easy for them to figure out in three seconds what products are great for them? So for a skincare brand people have very specific skin types. They have dry skin, they have oily skin, they have eczema, they have, um, I don't know, rosacea or something. So I know for me, I have really dry skin. So when I go to a website, I want to be able to figure out very quickly, what are your products for dry skin? I don't want to have to sift through 100 products and try to figure out which ones are good for me I want it to be very obvious and one another website who does a really great job with navigation and like filtering your products is Primally Pure and I use them as examples all the time I love their products so Primally Pure and simply just skincare are like my top two skincare brands I use them every single day I'm obsessed with them um, and both like so Simply Dress was one of my one-on-one clients. I feel like I mentioned her brand on like half of my podcast episodes. Um, one, I'm a pretty big customer super fan. Her products are amazing, and I love supporting like female owned small business, but her products are amazing. And so I talk about them all the time. But it, I I worked with her as a one-on-one client and we just did so many things during our time together. And her website now is just amazing and her product photos are awesome and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, navigation, both both of those brands, they make it really easy to find what people would be looking for. Um, so what I see oftentimes is like navigation, people put like cutesy things like I'm thinking of another person. They sell like lots of paper products. And in there, when we first started working another one another one of my one-on-one clients, when we started working together, a lot of her stuff was organized by collection name. And the names would be like actual human names. And so when you went to her navigation and menu, it would just say like Jessica Collection. Bridget collection, people don't know what that means. And so you want to put things in almost like a book category. If you sell paper products, instead of naming the collections by like cutesy names that you know, but your customers don't know, put it as calendars, um, journals, what else? Notebooks, that's super clear. That's very obvious what your products are, and it would be easy for people to find what they need. So I don't want to go into too much detail for the navigation and the menu stuff, because I think it can probably be a little bit confusing, but just sort of try to think, what is how do, how do I need to showcase my products in my menu to make it easy for people to find what they need? So if, again, you sell dog toys, do you sell different types of dog toys? Do you have tug toys? Do you have... Um, interactive toys? Do you have plush toys? Make sure those are listed in your navigation because that's going to make it super easy for people to find what they need. Um, and then just things like having a search feature. Um, I believe most websites have them, but I've actually been to some recently that didn't have any place to search for a product. That's definitely like a missed opportunity. So again, the search feature is generally going to be in your, you know, your, navi- your um Main menu at the top. If you don't have one, maybe look into your Shopify store and see if you can add it or things like that. So, anyway, um, okay, so this is this ended up being a bit of a long, longer episode as usual, uh, but this stuff is so important, you know. So, if you've listened through all this, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, this stuff will help you so much, and I want your website to convert for you. If it's not converting, at two percent then you need to go through this episode and really listen to some of these things and see what you could fix for your website and then as i mentioned at the beginning of the episode we have a brand new freebie that i'm so excited about it is um all about website conversion and helping you improve your uh, website conversion for your website so you can grab that in the show notes below. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it so much. And if you can take a minute and leave a review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate that. I read every single review and I love just getting feedback. Tell me what you liked about this episode, what you learned. And if you have any questions on your website or any of that stuff, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you and I love really knowing what you learned and like how this podcast helps you. I dedicate a lot of time to doing this podcast. And we have some exciting updates that are going to be announced soon for the podcast. And I can't wait to share. But anyway, thank you guys so much. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie a Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.